You got it on WNRM, The Root. This is Laura Palmer, and I am very lucky to have Joanne Shaw-Taylor on the phone today. Uh, got so many questions for you, <laughs> so I'm excited to be talking to you. Um, I've read that you were discovered at 16 by Dave Stewart of the Eurythmics team, which I really want to talk about. But first, I want to know how you got so good at guitar by 16 years old to catch someone's <laughs> attention like him. I mean, how did that happen? I didn't have much of a social life <laughs> as an early teen, so that helped. Um, I just sort of got obsessed with it. Um, I played classical guitar at school, and my dad and my older brother played guitar, so I kind of grew up in that household. Um, and yeah, I'd, I'd been playing classical for a few years, so I kind of got a kind of an early start when I discovered um, Steve Ray Vaughan really that really got me into guitar playing, and just became obsessed. Just you know refused to do anything but sit in my bedroom and, and, and play guitar. So um that kinda helped. Wow. So that's what it takes, right? You just your your family was into it so they encouraged that type of work ethic in you. Yeah, I think my parents just I mean I got really lucky there that they just um you know, encouraged us to do what we wanted to do in terms of you know, my dad worked in an office and had a good job and, and hated it, you know. So I think he, he personally was very passionate about us finding something we love to do for a living and, you know, just work hard and, and be focused. So um, it was really nice to have that sort of support. That And, you know, they saw how hard I was working and dedicated to it. So, you know, I think they felt they needed to encourage it. That's great. Not everyone is lucky enough to have encouraging time. No, no, no. That's really, really great. So Dave Stewart and Annie Lennox are both very highly respected and I these sort of started out with them maybe a little bit. Were you, did you ever collaborate or work with them at all? I, I'd like I to worked. see that show, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, I kind of worked with both, mostly Dave, who, um, as you said, I met quite early in my career. I was about 16. Um, and he signed me to his then record label, The Artist Network. Um, but really, he kind of just sort of became a mentor, really. He put me out on the road. He had a band at the time called DUP, and I was the um, second guitarist in that next to him. Um, and did a little bit of studio stuff and, and just kind of really took me under his wing and kind of, I think he saw more than just a guitar player in me, you know, he's very encouraging that I work on my voice and my songwriting and he kind of helped coach me in that and so just hugely supportive. Um, I did get to work with Annie a couple of years ago. She asked me to perform at the Queen's Diamond Jubilee with her, which um, was kind wow. of a kind of a big gig. <laughs> that's a big deal, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I love her. I named my dog Annie. <laughs> oh, really? Nice. I did. Yeah, I really did. Um, so what took you from West Midlands, England to Detroit? Of all places in the U.S., why did you pick Michigan? Just good luck. Um, <laughs> I, okay. uh, yeah, I, I had, um, we had a support band in the U.K. on a random show um, when, I think it was like 2007, so I was about 21. And um, they were from Detroit, and I, I just was releasing my first album, White Sugar, which uh, was a, on a European label, so they weren't sort of really able to tour their artists in America. So, And I wanted to tour America, so um, I realized I was going to have to do it under my own steam. So I reached out to Paul, who was the main guy in the support band, and said, look, if I book a tour out of Detroit, where you're from, can you kind of help me with a van and backline and, you know, kind of the logistics? And they offered to be my band. Uh, so we came over and did a tour, and off the back of that, I got a U.S. agent, and it just kind of built momentum and propelled and I, I just kind of fell at home here and, and stayed. Well, it is a great music city. It gets a bad rap sometimes, but um, there's a lot of great music coming out of Detroit. Like, 
uh, Al Sutton. He has worked with Greta Van Fleet, and he had a hand in this new album you have out, Reckless Heart. He did, yeah. He's, like, he's um, kind of a big fixture on the Detroit scene. Um, I actually met him the first day I, I ever came to Detroit, um, and we, we talked all that time about doing an album, but it just, you know, kind of never really worked out timing-wise. So, it's, yeah, he was an obvious choice for this one. It just kind of clicked. Um, and I should say, Detroit's kind of, it gets a bad rep, but I kind of like that too, you know. I, I like that it's got a bit of grind to it and a bit of, you know, I think that makes it even more soulful than it already is. Um, yeah, which also, yeah. yeah. Also, it kind of made it a natural place to kind of want to record, you know, to kind of soak up some of that into it. And I think this is a slightly more raw album than some of my previous ones. So, um, I think my, my theory was proved correct. <laughs> Okay, see, something's been on my mind for a while lately is just labeling and genres. And I think it can really pigeonhole some bands and artists sometimes. And I worry when these really great rock blues bands get labeled as as just a blues band. It can be difficult to break through into the rock Mm. era, which can be more valuable, really. You know, so how do you feel about that? What what, Do you have Uh any problems in that area? I don't think I have any problems, but I do, you know, I was actually thinking this the other day that I do kind of struggle with it, but from the other side that I feel like I'm labeled blues, which was a natural, you know, sometimes you have to pick a label because you are selling a product that goes in a shop that needs to be in a section of that shop and not just floating about, you know. Uh, Plus, I was on a blues label. Um, But I don't think I've ever actually really seen myself as one particular type of artist. You know, I've just tried to be Joanne Shaw Taylor, and that's, big love of rock music and blues and soul and pop and, and you know, Americana country. and um, So I feel bad from my side sometimes saying, you know, when I get labeled blues, because it's, you know, none of my albums are kind of your traditional kind of Muddy Waters blues album, you know. I think there's enough there for a blues fan to like it, but it's not necessarily a, a typical blues album. So I kind of struggle with it from that aspect, if that makes sense. You know, I feel like I'm... Um, doing it an injustice or, or kind of labeling it the wrong thing for the listener, I suppose. But, um, but yeah, I, I, you know, people like to put things in boxes, I guess. <laughs> oh, it's, you know, as a scheduler, sometimes you kind of have to just to make it flow properly, but I, I hate doing it because sometimes exactly. you, miss out, you know, miss out on something if they think they don't like blues and that's labeled blues, they won't even check it out. And so I don't like doing it. And yeah, like I think you just have to... Um, be open-minded about it and just hope for the best, really. I mean, as you say, things do have to kind of be labelled, you know. Um, mm-hmm. There's no blues, rock, soul category in, in the record shop or and there's no, you know, radio show dedicated to all three genres. So, it's, you know, you kind of do have to put a stamp on it, I guess. Well, how is it as far as on the other side of this, the, the gender issue, like you've got an amazing quote here that says, the new album Reckless Heart is a reminder that the guitar is not a gendered instrument. Which is a really good mm. quote, but do you think there's going to be a time when you can be respected as a guitar player and not a female guitar player, or does that matter to you anymore? I don't yeah, know. it does. I think it matters less. I, I, will, I won't lie and say, you know, when I was a particularly, uh, you know, 21-year-old revved up, <laughs> I think it probably annoyed me more, and you do right. kind of soften as you get older, um, as I'm sure you know. Um, so, you know, bigger things worry me now, rather regardless of whether I'm a good guitarist or a good female one. But I guess, yeah, the bigger issue of it's not, um, you know, it shouldn't be um, defined by, you know, male or female. It's not a 
you know, as I said, a gender-dominated instrument, you know. There's no reason why a female couldn't play guitar as well as a man. Obviously, there are physical differences between the both, and, you know, if you take, you know, the best, I don't know, female runner against the fastest man, the man's probably going to have the advantage if he's, you know, taller, etc. Um, but the guitar's not one of those things. So, yeah, it does kind of irk me a bit that it's pointed out, because I feel like the way it's said, that it's saying that it's almost a handicap to be female. Um, you know, and, you know, isn't she good despite her being female? Which that's that's annoying. <laughs> you know, and no, again yeah. from the get go, I don't mind if you just say I'm not as good a guitarist as a particular other guitar player, whether that's male or female. But it doesn't have anything to do with the fact that I've got ovaries. You know, it's because I'm just not as good. You know. Yeah, I, I find myself in a rock and a hard place as a programmer that I want to give attention to more women, but not just because they're women. I want them. To, I want everyone to know it's because they're great musicians and they've been overlooked for so long. Um, I'm not grading on a scale or anything. The stuff that I'm getting on my desk is for women are just heads and tails over the men these days. Just I don't know what's up, but that's what's happening. Yeah, I mean things always go through you know swings and roundabouts, and I think right now. You know, this generation of females coming forward, I think there are more girls picking up instruments. Um, I don't know if that's because there's a few more female artists out there inspiring them to do so. or, But, yeah, there does seem to be more females coming through. So I'm, I'm glad that you are starting to see that, you know, on your end of the things. It's really good. And a lot of girls there are just really rocking, too. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, I see. Um, do you have kids or do you want to have kids? And if you did, um, would you want them to play guitar or an instrument? Ooh, um, I would say I'm undecided on kids. Like, it keeps seeming like a good idea and something I'll do when I get to that age, and then I've sort of got to that age, and it still seems like something I'm not quite ready for. <laughs> so, <laughs> seems like it would take, they, they take up a lot of time, you know. Yeah, so, um, yeah. that's a big commitment, um, particularly when you tour as much as I do. So, yes, the idea of it sounds good. Whether it will happen or not, I don't know. See what the next few years kind of bring, but, um, well, I want them to play an instrument. I think you – I'm not sure I'd, you know, fully encourage it or not encourage it. I think I'd encourage them to try lots of different things to see what, you know, they enjoy and what they're good at, whether that's, I don't know, archery or foreign languages or piano or, you know, woodwork. You know, I think you've just got to let them, you know, encourage them and give them the tools and see, you know, where they go. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I probably will try and push the good schools and the – the secure line of work. <laughs> you can't help yourself. You just can't. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> um, so you're out on tour in support of your new album, Reckless Heart, now, or is it starting up soon? It's starting up soon. Um, we've just had a little break. I did two months in Europe, um, and I fly on Thursday to Japan. We're playing for the U.S. military. And then we kick off in the States on May 12th in Phoenix. That's great. Do you ever get to explore when you go to these great cities, like in Spain or wherever you are? Do you get some time to have good fun? Not as much as you'd like, really, you know. I kind of joke that if you name a city in the world, I can tell you what the airport and the local hotel looks like, <laughs> you know, local Marriott. Um, but sometimes, you know, on the last tour, we managed to get a day off in um, Madrid, which I'd never been to. So I took the opportunity to go see some of the churches and cathedrals and things like that. Um, and we had a cool day off in Manchester, England. So you don't always get to pick and choose, you know, but usually we do get at least one or two days off a tour where we can go, you know, see something decent, you know. You've got to, man. Those are great cities you're in. 
Yeah. So, it always sucks when you've got one day off on a tour and it's somewhere like in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> You're like, ah. Oh, man. I'm in Texas. <laughs> no, Texas is good. I'm sorry, my Texas is Um So what's next for you after this album? Is it going to take a break? Or are you just dying to get back in the studio? or what's, what's um, I don't know. We're kind of really, you know, there's more tours to come behind this. Um, some more European stuff over the summer. And then we've got the Joe Bonamassa cruise in August, um, and then there's probably going to be another <clears throat> Part of Me States tour later in the year that we'll announce shortly. Um, so, yeah, I think as far as my calendar goes, um, <laughs> I'm pretty much booked up. Uh, so hopefully after that, there will be some sort of a break and a rest and then a, a regroup and, and think about, you know, the next album. Well, that's great. That's a good kind of busy to be. Um, your new album is awesome. There are so many songs you want to play. We oh, couldn't even write on, on how to cut it down to... <laughs> a normal amount, um, so we're really happy as well. I'm very excited to hear. I got it from your your people sent it to me early, and we were all very happy to to get it on the air. So thank you so much for spending some time with us and calling in. Um, oh no worries, thank you. Taylor's new album Reckless Heart is out now in the UK. It'll be released here May 16th. You can buy it on her website at joanneshawtaylor.com, and you can hear it right here on WNRM The Root. Thanks again, and call in anytime.